Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We encourage you, saints of God, together with us to lift up your hearts and your voices in blessing the Lord, in giving praise to him. Heavenly Father, we acknowledge our need for you, our dependence on you, for bringing us into this new month, into this new day. It is a day unlike any other that you have made and have blessed us to be a part of it. We bless you, O oh, our souls. Lift up your hearts, saints of the Lord, to the God who is worthy of your and my praise. And Father, we come singing, we come declaring, you are worthy of our praise. We bless your holy name, hallelujah. Giving thanks to those that are with us here virtually as well as in place. Giving thanks to you, Lord God, for those that are not well in body. Lifting up before you the requests that we have received, Lord, from those that are in hospital, for the ones that are at home, yet wrestling with some ailment in the body. Father, we come in giving thanks because of who you are and whose we are. Praying, O oh God, for those that are wrestling with other situations in the homestead that, Lord, you will come to the aid, making ways for them in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory be unto thy name. And the people of God says, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Today, it's a word from God, and it's coming to us from the Old Testament prophetic book of Isaiah. The words from Isaiah, the sixth chapter, we encounter this vision that Isaiah experienced and was recorded for us. It declares, Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 13. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood seraphim, each had six wings. With two of them he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundation of the threshold shook as the voice of him who called and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphims flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with towns from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall ascend? And who will go for us? Then I said, 
here am I, send me. And he said, go and say to this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not receive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and blind their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn and be healed. Then I said, how long, O Lord? And he said, until cities lie waste without inhabitants and houses without people and the land is a desolate waste. And the Lord removes people far away. And the forsaken places are many in the midst of the land. And though a tent remain in it, it will burn again. Like an oak whose stump remain when it is filled, the holy seed is its stump. Now, we know from the scripture that there's no physical place that can contain the very presence of God. So again, some would consider the vision that Isaiah saw the vision of God in his heavenly temple, but nonetheless, he saw him then. Uzziah died that year. And looking outwardly, things apparently were still bleak. It was someone who once stated that when the outward look is dim, one should often try the upward look. The upward look was the look that Isaiah had an experience of. Because despite the king no longer was on his throne, the king of kings and the lord of lords still sat enthroned in the heavens. And would to God that he would stay enthroned in the hearts of you and I, the servants of the Most High. But Isaiah had a sight, a sight that was glorious, and yet it was one that caused him to look inwardly at his very own heart. He saw the Lord. King Uzziah died. Isaiah saw God. It's important to note that the encounters that we have with God often seems to come and coincide with some event in our lives that will make it somewhat memorable. And that varies from persons to person. One of Judah's king was Uzziah, and he was a great leader indeed. Here the kingdom of Israel was now divided. You had the northern and the southern kingdom. You've had the kingdom of Judah and the kingdom of Israel. In Uzziah, he was uh, over that of Judah. And even though it was uh, later in his years uh, that uh, this king was disciplined by God because of his uh, disobedience, uh, nonetheless, uh, he was notably a great king. He was notably a king uh, that the people indeed uh, applauded. A great king has gone. A void is in the land. Leadership has broken down. But the king of kings and the Lord of lords still remains. God is still enthroned. As this vision unfolded for Isaiah, Isaiah heard foremost 
the voices of the seraphim. He heard the holy, 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 holy. The God who is complete and perfect. And Isaiah did not only hear that, but he saw. He saw this vision of God. And Isaiah, he considered himself to be dead. Now you, like I, have read and have heard that we can't see God and live. The truth of the matter is, none of us experience seeing God and can stay in the same state of condition that we were prior to that. Isaiah, upon hearing and seeing this, he declared, I am unholy. I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm a person of unclean lips who live among a people of unclean lips. We live, indeed, presently among a myriad of uncleanness. Unclean lips is a true reflection of an unclean heart. It is the scriptures that gives us insight that out of the abundance of the heart, uh, the lips will speak, the mouth will declare. And Isaiah is acknowledging that my heart is not clean, hence my lips are not clean. In the presence of a holy God, in the presence of God's glory, yes, it causes us to see ourselves as we truly are, a people who need to be cleansed. And Isaiah did not withhold. He declared that he is unclean and he needs to be made whole. He saw outwardly and then he saw inwardly. So he had experienced sight. He therefore moved from sight into insight of his own condition. You know, oftentimes we are prone to hear what the prophetic words are out there. We are prone to hear, well, what is God saying in this time? And what is he saying through this one and through that one? And we hear so much, we can receive so much input from the outside, but fail to move beyond that from sight to insight. Isaiah saw himself. Yes, he confessed that his lips are unclean. Yes, he confessed that he is not worthy. And upon confessing such, the word of God said one of the seraphim took a town, that which we use at times to get ice cubes out of a container to put into glasses. The seraphim took a town and brought a burning coal and placed it upon Isaiah's lips. And don't you like what he declared thereafter? He says, this being applied to your life has brought restoration to you, has brought forgiveness to you. Let's read it. It's worth reading there, my brothers and sisters. Picking it up there in Isaiah, verses 5 through 7. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphims flew unto me and having in his hands a burning coal that he laid upon my lips. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, and your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned. Guilt taken away, sin 
atone. And often that is what becomes the hindrance in the lives of the people of God, advancing the purposes of God, the need to be cleansed. Guilt weighs us down. Guilt as a result of sin in thoughts, in acts, in words. But being in the presence of God, being touched by the hand of God, can bring about an experience in the life of God's people where they can know experientially that their sin is atoned for, that their guilt is taken away. Noting here in this sixth chapter that is after that experience that Isaiah was able to hear something. Follow with me. Isaiah now is able to hear as we move into the eighth verse. Isaiah is able to hear the voice of God. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall I send? And who will go for us? And then Isaiah said, Here am I, send me. Hallelujah. Here am I, send me. Guilt being uh, taken care of, sins being atoned for, we can hear God. We can hear the heart of God. We can hear the plea of God. It's as if God was setting the stage for, for someone to respond. He said, whom shall I send? Now, God knows all things. But Isaiah had an opportunity to respond. And I trust that today, you and I, on this Lord's Day Sunday, that you and I would see God. I trust that we would have an experience like that of Isaiah to some degree where we can behold the glory and the awesomeness of our God. And in beholding such, you and I, like Isaiah, would acknowledge and confess, Father, there is room for cleansing in me. And allow him, hallelujah, allow him to minister forgiveness to us. But it comes after confessing. Woe is me. I am undone. Only to have the grace of God extend itself towards him. That same grace that continues to extend itself towards all who desire to experience it. Do you see your need today? Now have you noted Isaiah did not question God with regards to what the assignment would be. In other portions of God's word, we find what is Moses or what is Jeremiah. We find others who would inquire and even want to be in a debate with regards to the assignment. But here, Isaiah, he just raised his hand, if you would, voluntarily saying, here am I, send me. He did not know what the assignment was going to be, but he was willing to obey God. He saw the need. What is the need? He saw the need of the people. The nation needed the Lord. The nation needed the Lord, and the Lord wanted someone who would run with the message to a people who are in disarray. Don't you see similarities even today? Amidst all the death that even COVID has brought and all the senseless killing that we have been experiencing as a nation and even as a world. Yes, God is yet looking for men and women who are going to say yes to him. Jesus already modeled this for us. For he said yes, 
He was willing to go all the way to Calvary, all the way to the cross for you and for me. And would to God that you and I, in turn, would be willing to go the distance with the mandate that God will assign to us. He already has given to us a mandate. He's called us to be ministers of reconciliation. He's called you and you and each and every one of us. We are ministers of reconciliation. The kingdom of God will grow and increase because of your involvement, because you and I engage in bringing others to know him, whom to know is life eternal. And Isaiah said, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I, Isaiah, got a hold of it. And I said, Send me. Here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. I'm not just here to experience this and to have the good feelings about it. But I'm here to be used by you, Lord. I'm here to walk in accordance to your call upon my life. Here am I, send me. Have you noted as you would if you take the sixth chapter to heart? That the assignment now is not one that is going to be of high praises for Isaiah. It is one that can breed frustration. Because the more that the people of Judah would hear the message of the prophetic voice of Isaiah, is the more that their hearts will become hardened. The more that he would preach and proclaim, is the more that they would become stiff-necked and kick against what God is calling them to adhere to. And brothers and sisters, if you and I keep it real, we will see parallelisms to such in our day. We will certainly experience that. Isaiah responded and God says, go, go and say to this people. Now God is sending him with a clear word and giving him also insight as to what the response of the people will be. He says, go and make the heart of this people dull. Cause them to see the folly of their ways. He said, you go. Because when light comes and we don't respond to light, darkness would certainly increase. Intense darkness. And so Isaiah, having volunteered, is now getting a deeper understanding of what the task, the mission is going to be. Isaiah then asked of the Lord, he said, Lord, how long? How long will this go on? And then said I, how long, Lord? And the Lord says, this will happen until cities lie waste without inhabitants and houses without people. And the land is desolate and waste. And the Lord removes people far away. And the forsaken places are many in the midst of the land. And though a tenth will remain in the land, it will burn again like that of an oak whose stumps remain when it is felled. The holy seed is its stump. Brothers and sisters, that prophetic word that Isaiah came with out of that experience that he had of seeing God came into reality. Yes, Isaiah did not live to see it all fully unfolded and displayed. But what God was saying is, Isaiah, you must run with this message and declare it until the end of your time. And that's what he did. And we can read now of history of Judah also falling. 
Israel as well fell. And the people were carried away into Babylonian captivity. The land was wasted. And yes, even the tenth that remained, they were wasted until there were less than the tenth. What God has declared came to pass. And I know that we in this 21st century, we like everything to be nice and hunky-dory. But we need to be reminded that this God of love is also consuming fire. And God has given us grace so that we can get our lives and get things in order. But God is still looking for a voice, a voice that will cry aloud and spare not. A voice that will go and proclaim what saith the Lord amidst a people whose hearts seemingly are becoming closed to the things of God and hardened to the voice of God, whose eyes are being distracted and whose ear seemingly are deafened to that which God is saying. Amidst such people, God has called us to proclaim his truth. Amidst such people, God had called Isaiah to use the remaining of his life to preach such a message. Can you see it now? How many were responding? God was saying to him, you're going to preach, but the church is not going to be filled because the people are not going to respond to me. But yet I want you to preach. You see, it's the word of God that's going to stand against all the follies of our lives. We're going to be judged by the word. And the word had gone forth. And the hearts of many were hardened. But aren't you encouraged that God has a remnant? And aren't you privileged to be a vessel of God, a tool in the hand of God, a conduit through which God can speak to his people, knowing that your speaking will not be in vain? For God had caused Isaiah to see that, yes, it's not going to be in vain, for there is going to be a remnant. There will be a stump. And as you noted, as the scripture concluded, that stump, that holy seed is its stump. God would have us. God will have you. He would have me to proclaim. To proclaim his truth. Saints of God, it's easy when we are bringing a message that everyone is... Uh, cheering on and responding to we want to stay with it because the response is great but how about bringing a message that is in obedience to God's call upon your life and each of our lives to be ministers of reconciliation go and speak a word into the lives of those that are yet in rebellion only to find that people are not responding but like Isaiah, I said, like Isaiah, we want to stay true to the call of God upon our lives. Are you willing to serve? Are you willing to volunteer? Are you willing to be one of God's volunteers in this time of history? God is still calling. Go and tell is what God is yet declaring. Go and tell is the commandment of God to his people. And he is looking for women and men like you and me who are yet willing to say, like Isaiah, here am I, send me. I trust that that will be you and me, not just in word, but in heart commitment as we go on in God. Have you noted, saints, before Isaiah was able to go with a woe from God to the nation, 
he first had to acknowledge and speak that woe over his own heart. Woe is me. I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm a sinful man. And allow God to cleanse so that he can therefore use you to go now to a world, to a nation, to a city, to a school, to a place of work. He can now use you to go with the woe of God and allow men and women to do what you and I have done and will do, and that is to repent. So I want you to govern your hearts. I want you, saints of the, the living God, to see the condition of your own heart and know that it's not by works of righteousness that you or I can ever do that will bring about the atonement. The atonement was already made through the person of Jesus Christ. Are you willing to say, here am I, Lord? Here am I. Here am I. But before that, saints, this is your opportunity, as it is mine, for us to allow the cleansing to take place. Stay in the presence of God. Respond to his voice. Avail yourselves and allow him to do it in you and through you. Amen. Because of his faithfulness, he will accomplish much through your life. I pray the blessing of God over your lives. I pray to God who has provided for you in 2021 will continue increasingly so to provide in this new year as already he is doing. Brought us through January now into this month of February. And we look to him to put food on our tables, to keep a shelter over our heads, to keep clothes on our backs, to bless us increasingly, yes, even with health and strength, to bless us financially that we can be a testimony meeting the needs and the responsibilities in each of our lives and families. The Lord bless you and keep you as you go. It is he who makes his face to shine in you. He is gracious unto you. The Lord our God, he lifts his countenance upon you and he grants you his peace. The shalom of God be with you both now and always. And as the redeemed ones of the Lord, we say amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord.